you know, in writing and publishing a book, you do work once that book's going to go on to impact hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, maybe even millions of lives. Right. So that's what the, in my mind, that's you're 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 making an impact, but in a leveraged way. And it's not one to one, but it's one to many. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. Chandler, welcome to the Better Wealth Show. Caleb, great to be here. Thank you for having me. It, it only took, took me about two and a half years to get me on. So, <laughs> to get you on. Uh, dude, I, I just appreciate you. And I think I've said this to you multiple times. Like, I really look up to your, to your like, knowledge, your leadership, your ability to grow a business. And so, my hope, number one, is to give a little bit of context on that. Um, and then I also have referred a lot of people to you because I pretty much said if I would have known about self-publishing school when I published my book, I would have had a book out quicker, better, and half the cost. <laughs> so, uh, or maybe one third of the cost. I don't know. Totally. Uh, but yeah. I just, first of all, thank you for being here. And my, can you just give a little bit of context on like who you are? I, I know that you have a pretty powerful story. And, and then what I want to do is I actually want to talk about book publishing, but I also want to talk about your principal podcast and what yep. you're doing there. Because if there's anybody that I know, you're probably up there as it relates to creating playbooks, living by mm -hmm. principles, and you have, you have everything out, you know, you're, you've set up a cor corporation and a company that's just really powerful. So uh, with that, um, that's, that's my non-reading your bio intro. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, man. And so, yeah, we, um, just for context for people, it's like, we, I run a company called self-publishing school. We help people write uh, books that grow their impact, their income and their business. And I'm super passionate about using books to, to grow businesses and uh, I'm super passionate about, I mean, I believe uh, the books change lives, books change the lives of the, of the author by writing them uh, and the reader by reading them. And then we talk, you mentioned leveraged impact. That's something I talk about in my TEDx talk, but just the ability to do work once and then exponentially impact a huge amount of people through the power of books. So like, that's what we do. That's all day, every day. We've, you know, been, been in business for years and, and helped thousands of people write and publish their books. We've been on the Inc 5,000 list as one of the um, uh, 5,000 fastest growing private companies in America last three years in a row. And so I've learned, you know, I've learned a lot about books, but I've also learned about a lot about business uh, and using books to scale businesses. Yes. But like you mentioned, um, really creating, and, and scaling a company. I mean, yeah. I'm super, I'm kind of like the, known as the operations nerd out of all my friends where we've got a lot of visionary entrepreneur friends and I'm the operator guy that loves talking about systems and playbooks and uh, process and all that. So that's why I created the seven figure principles podcast. It's kind of a, just like, it's just a fun side thing. I don't have anything to sell there. It's just a fun side thing to train entrepreneurs. And then really more than that, even it's, it's, I use it as internal training for my team. And so that's the, that's the big thing. Um, so that's, you know, that's kind of the fun side thing. And long-term I'll probably flip companies and then, uh, and scale companies is kind of what I'm already doing. And then really the all day, every day is self-publishing school and, uh, and, and, and practicing what I'm preaching there um, to, to, to implement and scale up. So I know your story. Um, you, you have a very like passionate reason why you're so passionate about books and, and really what makes a great story is that moral obligation. And so can you take us back to when you were on the boat with your friends and a, just yeah. a little bit of context on who you are and then why out of all the businesses, 
out of all, all the things that you could have been doing, why this, why self-publishing school? What, like, what, what is a little bit about the company? And then what I would love is almost create a masterclass and like, all right, if you're listening to this and you, if you have any uh, desire to create what you're going to talk about, leverage impact, how we get that done. I, I think um, this, this, this podcast alone will be so valuable for someone that wants to make a difference. For sure. Yeah. So, um, I mean, years ago I had a, a I was on a cruise um, with some friends and for the company that I worked at and I had a friend pass away kind of tragically right in front of me. Uh, and it was, it was, just, that was a life-changing moment for me. Uh, and I talk about this in my TEDx talk as well. That's kind of the opening story there. Um, but I, it, so the, I mean, that just changed the trajectory of my life and said it, it, a couple things like I, his name's Kendall. And so, you know, I wear this bracelet every day. It says, what, what would Kendall do? And um, talks about, it says, make him proud on the other side. And so um, that, that like the night before he passed away, we talked about his five-year goals and his, his dreams and, and all those things. And then I realized, you know, he's never going to get to achieve those things. So I'm living for two uh, to achieve my goals and to achieve his goals. And, and really it forced me to, it was one of those just life-altering moments where you, 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 you kind of pare down and look at, okay, what am I really doing here? And I'm, I was helping people write and publish books through self-publishing school. I was like, okay, this might be the only thing in my life that's actually making a positive impact on the world. So let me double down on that and then focus on that, focus on my faith, focus on my friends, family, uh, and like, let's get back to the handful of things that are re- really going to move the needle. But, and, and this is what's, I understood it at the time and it's evolved since then, but I, it's almost like I continue re-realizing this is like, living with a totally different sense of urgency. Uh, I, like I've had, sometimes that's a complaint, <laughs> whether it's from uh, significant others or uh, whether it's from uh, my team or whatever, but it's like, hey, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. We got to freaking move, like let's roll. And so just having that sense of urgency, uh, I think that's related to, to what I do now. And then that's why I do what I do is a bit largely in part of that uh, in I found out that Kendall had, um, before he passed away, had attended one of my random webinars and uh, written a draft of a book. And so uh, with the, his friends uh, were able to actually publish it after he passed away. Um, and so uh, th- like that was amazing and super powerful. So that kind of went full circle. and was like, all right, cool. This is what I need to be doing. And, you know, I believe in the mission, book change lives, leverage impact. And so that's why we're doing what we're doing. And uh, I-, I probably won't be doing it forever, but uh, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I love making an impact through this business. And, you know, I have mentors all the time that are like, Chandler, you're in a very inefficient vehicle. Like you're ridiculously talented as an operator and scaling companies. You could be running a software company or you could be running like all these other things. Why are you doing this? <laughs> it's because I love it. It makes an impact. And it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's, it's very lucrative. I mean, we're, it's, it's, a, it's a profit heavy, cash heavy business. And uh, we're able to to change the world, make an impact and get a whole lot more books in the world and get a whole, whole lot more books read. And so while also putting the power back in the hands of authors. So that's something I'm super excited about. And so for the foreseeable future, I'm going to be in a monogamous relationship with self-publishing school. And she gets jealous when I see other people. <laughs> I, I love it, man. I love it. One of the things that I teach at um, just on this on the show and in my company is ROR should stand for return on result. And if we can really get clear in where we want to go, then we can reverse engineer our time, our money, our abilities, and, and create that, that result in our life. One of the things that I learned from you, and it's, it's not something that maybe, I don't think you came up with this, but you articulated it really well, is this concept of leverage impact. Now, you, you use your company to help people create that through a book. Can you break down what 
how you define leveraged impact, and then how one listening to this or watching this can apply that principle to their life. Because I don't know if you have a lot of people tell you this, but that is the concept that's so profound and makes what you do so, so powerful. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um, As far as I know, I came up with it. I haven't seen it used anywhere else. Um, There you go. it's, It's, I mean, the whole concept is, so, I mean, I believe that, uh, you know, in writing and publishing a book, you do work once that book's going to go on to impact hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, maybe even millions of lives. Right. So that's what, the, in my mind, that's you're, you're, you're making an impact, but in a leveraged way. And it's not one-to-one, but it's one-to-many. Right. So instead, you know, if you think about the, the way that information was passed down or taught to other people for, I mean, since the beginning of time, it was one person teaches another person that thing, or one person teaches 30 people in a classroom setting, or maybe 300 people in the speech. But, you know, when I look at leverage, (laughs) building leverage and scaling a company, it's how do we go from one to one and go to one to many? So how do I do work once? And then we can utilize that everywhere, right? Like maybe it's this podcast interview for you. It's like, okay, let's bring leverage. We're going to do this one interview. Let's publish it on iTunes, let's publish it on YouTube, let's embed it here, let's add it here, let's, this could be part of our nurture sequence for, you know, like, okay, even just within this is how do we bring leverage to this 30 minute block that we're spending here together? Um, And so I think it's, it's that same concept, but in book form. And so it's doing work once and making an impact, growing your income, growing your business. I mean, that's what we talk about all the time is using a book to get more leads, sales, and referrals. So then how, so how do you do that? And well, you have to have the book done first, but then it's, you know, giving away for free. It's, it's adding it as part of all your funnels. It's, you know, it'll bring in more leads. It'll a higher percentage of your, uh, you know, sales calls or estimates or whatever the sales mechanism mechanism is in your business. Like the close rate will go up and then you'll get more referrals because you give two copies of your book to every single person that comes into your world you know, new customer, you say, here's one for you. And here's one for a friend who needs help with X, Y, Z, right? Well, now all of a sudden you're, you're, you're turning your customers into active referrers because they're not going to hand someone a business card, but they will hand someone a book. (laughs) It's like, who do you know that needs help writing a book? Okay, cool. Hand them this book. And then you read this too. And like, you know, when I go to a speech or something, give a talk, talk in front of 300 people, we'll bring 200, 250 copies of this book, give them away for free at the booth, or wherever, we'll collect a ton of leads, a bunch of people will book sessions with my team, they end up enrolling in self-publishing school. Even if they don't, I call a book a silent salesman, right? It's like yep. this, this thing, talk about leveraged impacts, going out in the world uh, and helping a bunch of people. And, and so a bunch of these folks, they'll read this book on the way home, they get home, they book a call with my team, sign up for self-publishing school, right? So that's a very practical, but then on the big picture, that's what we think about um, when we think leveraged impact. So, to, and to break it down just a little bit further, like, or maybe even more specific is, you know, I look at it just a minimum numbers. I say, okay, let's say you have a thousand readers. So there's a thousand people that are going to be impacted. Then you have 200 friends and family or people in your circle that they see you do that book. And they're like, oh man, yeah. you inspired me to be better. Maybe you inspired me to lose weight. Maybe you inspired me to to, t- to start a business, to, to, to do some kind of goal that I have. It's like, I'm inspired because you, and then you have one person whose life is just totally changed. Maybe they read your book, or maybe it was someone in your world uh, who, who said, oh my gosh, my life will never be the same because I saw Caleb do this book yeah. uh, and I decided to do this thing and it just changes the tra- trajectory of their life, right? 
Well, now all of a sudden you got about 1,200 people. And that's what we talk about. It's like just a baseline number. Uh, 1,200 people per book are impacted. So when we think about leverage impact, our goal is to help 100,000 people write and publish their book. Um, we're thousands in. And I think we're at a pace of about two or three books a day. So I told the team, if we keep this pace up, it's going to take, uh, I forget what it is. It's like a hundred something years. I'm like, so we got to pick up the pace. <laughs> but, uh, it takes that urgency to the next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah the urgency. <laughs> we got to get to five a day. And I think that'll cut it down to 13 years or something like that. Um, and we can exponentially increase from there. But again, when you, when you reapply this concept of leverage impact, 100,000 books will... 1200 people a piece, very conservative estimate. We're impacting 120 million people. Um, so like that just in essence shows the whole concept, which is do work once impact a huge amount of people while also growing your, your income and your business. Well, and I'll, I'll say this just from personal experience, self-publishing a book. There's about, I, I have about 8,000 some copies out in the world right now. And I will say this, that it's created leverage with speaking opportunities it's created leverage with relationships. It's created just a lot. Like I, I love that you say like that silent salesperson because it's on your, you know, it could be in your most intimate place in your house. And it's just that, it's that um, just powerful tool to have. And so I just want to echo everything you're saying. It's it, for me, I didn't really have a good marketing strategy. But it was that slow trickle. And I get contacted on a weekly basis from random people that have read my book or been, been touched by the message. And so I just echo everything that you say. And um, it's, it's definitely, if I look back on the greatest thing that I did for my business, the book has opened up all the doors. It's like the key that unlocked every opportunity that I have today came from that time of me wanting to pound my head against the, uh, the wall, getting this thing out. Um, but it was, it, was, it was extremely powerful. Yeah, and we, we use it. And it's funny you said the book. I don't know, maybe you've heard me talk about this before, but the, the Chronicles of Narnia, like, that's what we think about, or that's what I think about at least is, you know, they discover this key that opens the door to this magical world that they didn't previously know existed. Yeah. And that's what we, that's the analogy we use for students. It's like a book is that key that opens up this door to all of these opportunities that mostly only exist for published authors, right? They, like yeah. you're able to open, open up that whole different world. Yep. Um, one of the things that I want to now go into is how, how in the world do you get started? I, I talk a lot about you being your greatest asset. So a lot of people listening to this, like understand that the number one investment they should be making is in themselves. And I know that sounds cliche and a lot of people do a lot, like say that in maybe a negative way. But the powerful thing is this is a, an amazing investment that you can make into uh, making yourself more valuable, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're not. I, I actually know some people have gone through your program under the age of 12 and that have published a book and, and maybe it didn't, maybe it didn't touch 1200 people. It may be more or less, but the confidence that you gave that 12 year old, it's just unbelievable. So can you walk through number one? Like if someone's in this process, like how you, you take someone through, because when I went to one of your workshops, um, I actually went through a process and I'm like this next, next book I'm, I'm working with you and going through this process because it would have saved me months and had just given me a lot more clarity. 100%. So when, when, we're, when we're thinking about writing um, the book, we really, we teach a three, three-step process. I call this the 24-hour book outline challenge. And it's super simple. So step number one is the mind map, everything that you can think of on this book idea. So you've got kind of directionally an idea that you want to write about. 
Uh, then step one, mind map everything you can think of on that idea. Step number two, turn that mind map into an outline. Okay. So you, you know, you're going to take 15 minutes and I'd love for you, uh, you know, if you, uh, if you do this right after this podcast interview, <laughs> like, or tonight before you go to bed, take 15 minutes uh, and, and just try and mind map and see what you come up with. And if you're like most people, you'll find that when they do that, they start to realize that there's so much more than they realize that they could talk about on this topic. So what will probably happen is it'll go from this thing that you might be able to write, uh, you, you, know, you, you know, you might be thinking, oh, I could write five pages on that. No way that's a full book. So then a lot of times people go through this process, mind map, and they say, oh my gosh, I've got two or three books that I can write. I just got to figure out which one to write first, right? Much, much better problem to have. So spend 15 minutes uh, as soon as this podcast's over, Mind map. So brain dump all the ideas you have around this topic. So what are the ideas that you have, lessons that you've learned, stories that you could tell, or if you're a business owner, what are the broken record conversations that you keep having to repeat over and over and over again, right? Uh, and, and so Caleb, for you, it's like maybe for the next book or update and revised version or whatever, I mean, it might be what are the things that you and your team keep repeating over and over and over again yeah. in the sales process and the onboarding process and then the client management process, right? And the right there is a book. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and I always say the best way to stop repeating yourself if you're tired of repeating yourself is to write a book and point to it. Yeah. And, Thank you. Just, yeah, that's 100%. And, and then now all of a sudden, you know, you bring that book out in your uh, sales process, <laughs> you're going to convert a higher percentage of people into clients yep. than if they haven't read it yet, they can read it as part of the onboarding. So that's going to, from a profitability perspective, that might save your team 25 to 50% of their time onboarding yep. a new client. And then you've also at the same time, turned them into uh, an active referrer. Like we talked about a little bit ago to where now you say, all right, cool. Here's another copy. Give this to someone, you know, who needs this. So right. the, that's just an example of easily writing the book based on stuff you're already talking about, but then also instantly utilizing the book in your business um, to grow. And so you've right. got the mind map, Sorry, so uh, just to recap on the mind map, so you like put, you put down your like topic. So if mine was going to be on money, it'd be then I would draw like we have four principles. We have a financial model. We have different strategies. We have different, you know, different concepts, yes, different stories. Exactly. And so your, your goal is not to audit yourself. If I remember correctly, you get a, a piece of paper, yes. you in the middle, you write down kind of the general topic and then you just go ham for 15 minutes. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I think, I think, I think if you go to self-publishingschool.com forward slash workbook, I think we have like this webinar workbook that we do, do with a lot of our webinars and there's a my, literal mind map template. Awesome. <laughs> uh, I mean, awesome. it's pretty simple. It's a big bubble in the middle with some lines, <laughs> but sometimes that makes it easy for people. Um, so it looks like if you're seeing the video version of this, it looks something like this. And I'm about to go through and do an updated and revised version of my book published. And these are all the improvements. Right. I like it. I went through and reread it. Uh, and I do the same thing when I'm creating a talk. I do the same process for anything. And it's, and it's the, so it's step one mind map. Step two, turn that mind map into an outline. The way that you're going to do that is to group common ideas into groups or really into sections. So you'll have about five groups of ideas. That those five groups of ideas will form five sections. You'll put them in the order that you want to cover them in this book. You'll drill down about three chapters per section. So now all of a sudden you've got five sections, three chapters per section. Uh, so you got a 15 chapter outline. That's step two. And then step number three, um, this, this is where this gets fun is uh, you write the book or speak the book. 
Um, so if you speak better than you write, you do that. And so uh, basically what you'll do is you'll start with chapter number one and you spend 10 minutes mind mapping everything you can think of on that chapter, 10 minutes turning that mind map into an outline for the chapter, and then 45 minutes to an hour and a half actually writing the chapter and repeat that process chapter by chapter by chapter. Or again, if you speak better than you write, this becomes a choose your own adventure. Uh, so you can speak the chapter, right? Same thing. Just you spend 10 minutes speaking the chapter and instead of 45 minutes to an hour and a half writing the chapter, and then you get it transcribed and you can edit from there. And instead of staring at the dreaded blank word doc, yeah. uh, the, the blinking cursor of death, uh, yeah. it, you, uh, you actually have something on the page and you can edit from there and, and improve it and, uh, and, then, and then move from there into the publishing phase. With your book, did you speak it or write it or did you have a combination of both? Yeah, so it kind of depends on the book. Um, I've got six books. First couple I, first couple I wrote um, and then the last couple, including published, this was a mix of, this was a mix of me speaking some chapters this was a mix of me. I had someone help on, from someone on my team. So I had videos and stuff. And so we created a really good outline. And then she helped write a lot of the chapters based on principles and content that I was already teaching. Um, and so it was kind of a, a hodgepodge or like, and then I came in pretty heavily at the editing phase and like really worked the draft and made it better and all that good stuff. Right. I did a lot of speaking for my, for my book and a lot of people when they read it, it's they're like man it sounds like this is written at like a fourth grade level and i'm like it's probably because i speak at a fourth or third grade level so uh, but if for that's me a good, that, that's a good thing yes it's, it's i mean that's one of the fundamental rules of copywriting is good copy should be about a fourth grade reading level yeah yep. and if because um you know there's a saying confused people don't buy yeah um, but confused people also don't understand what you're talking about yeah and so you can't have an impact from a book if you try to sound smart and you, you end up losing the impact, like you'll actually have a, a more impactful uh, book if it's easier to read. And it's it, it, the, the topics don't have to be fourth grade level, but the way that you communicate them should be. Yeah. And I think if, you know, if you want to sound smart, uh, uh, write a textbook, right? Like, yeah. and, and it's only going to be required reading. Like no one's going to read it other than that. Yeah. Um, but if you truly want to communicate a message, and I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of skill. I think, think this, honestly, this is probably one of my greatest skill sets is as someone who's a college dropout, a C-level English student <laughs> uh, with ADHD is, is taking complicated things and making them simple. Yeah. And I think if you can do that, I, I think the world rewards people who have that ability because people, you know, maybe you've heard the saying it's, the smartest teachers often, uh, uh, or sorry, um, the best students are often the worst teachers yeah. or uh, the, the best players are often the worst coaches. And that's because they don't know what it's like to suck and they <laughs> don't know what it's like to not understand something and have to have it explained right. to you. Right. So I think there, there's, there's beauty in simplicity. There's beauty in, in just really simplifying the message and communicating it in a way that's easy to understand. And you, you, you'll have raving fans Readers will love the book. Uh, and uh, yeah, you, I mean, great, it just flows into everything. Yep. Any, any common mistakes that you see a lot of people making around the book, writing a book? Oh, two, two biggest ones. And, and these are rules when we work with people. You can't, these are like the only two rules that we have is number one is that you can't edit while you write. <laughs> so we, know, we all know someone who has five perfectly written chapters in their unfinished book. <laughs> 
and uh, and they'll often criticize your work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also, they're not finishing theirs, right? And 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 maybe if you're listening to this, that and that hits a little clo- too close to home, then that's you, and you need to stop. <laughs> and, and so, do not edit while you write. That's one of the most important things. Um, so, get the rough draft done, and nothing matters until you get the rough draft done. Yeah. The title doesn't matter. The cover doesn't matter your marketing plan, any of that, like you got to get the rough draft done uh, because then once you get there, you're going to start to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yep. And so that's first and foremost. And then uh, the second one is you can only write one book at a time. So a lot of people have a bunch of great ideas and they try to write multiple books at a time. Uh, and, you know, maybe you've heard the saying, uh, the Chinese proverb, try to catch two rabbits, you'll end up catching neither. So you got to focus on one idea and get that book done first and then uh, move on to the next book. But don't try to write two books at one time. And then maybe a third is uh, don't, don't write your first book with a co-author. Uh, a lot of time, a lot of people make this mistake. It, it's not impossible and you can do it well. It's just very, very freaking hard. It's mm. one of those things where, you know, I always say like writing a book with someone else is, it's kind of like trying to paint a, a painting with two hands on the paintbrush. Like, can you imagine how hard that is? Like, all right, we're both co-painting this painting. It's a similar thing when it comes to writing uh, and publishing a great book. And so it's, it's much easier if you, if you write your first book um, by yourself. I love it, man. Um, yes, I, I'm going through an iteration with, one of my, with my book and making it a Canadian version. And that process is a lot harder than I thought. And the book's practically written. It's like, mm-hmm. how in the mm-hmm. world do you write something from scratch as a co-author? Right. So I, I echo right. that. And um, yeah, I, I think that's probably my biggest strength is I don't, don't edit well because of the process, because I'm not a grammar, like I'm not into grammar. It actually helped me get a rough draft to, to the finish line because I know plenty of people that are a lot smarter than me that have a book idea or, or like you said, five chapters. I won't even give them that much. I don't even know if they have five chapters yet. Um, and, and if you're listening to this or watching this, I know um, that you have given us a ton of resources for my community. And so make sure to stay tuned for the link. Um, you should see that in the description on YouTube or on, on your podcast. And I know that you have a lot of good resources if someone wants to learn more about publishing a book or wants to write or is, is in the process of writing and is like, I don't want to make the same mistake Caleb made. Um, you, can you just explain a little bit about what that is? Yeah, for sure. So um, kind of the, one of the best places to start is we've got a post on our blog, uh, self-publishing school blog. It's on how to write a book. And there's a few things we can link that up in the show notes. There's a few things as part of that, that will just be helpful resources. Actually, there's three things on that post that you can get. Um, so there's um, free training. So like 45 minute webinar, you can get a free copy of my book published um, all you have to do is pay shipping and handling. You can get that there. Uh, and then the third thing is really cool. It's called a book outline template generator. Uh, this is, I love this thing. Uh, so you press a couple buttons uh, and then it spits out like a 25 page Google doc pre-formatted. You've got your table of contents. You've got your copyright page. you got your formatted introduction. Like, and there's all this stuff embedded in that to where it takes away blank page syndrome. Uh, and so instead of, you know, staring at the blank pages, like you can just fill in and chapter one, chapter two, like it it feels like you're making a whole lot more progress because you're not dealing with the tedious stuff. So it's a, it just literally spits out a Google doc. So, um, that's the book outline template generator. That's that same place. And then if, if you're listening to this, you're like, Hey, I'd love to work with you guys. Just book a call with the team. 
self-publishingschool.com forward slash apply. We'd be happy to chat with you about your book and how we might be able to help. I love it, man. And I, I really do encourage you to take action. I know that there's a lot of people in the financial service business and the the return on result or rate of return on a book is a game changer. If you have that, it just, again, it's the key that unlocks a ton of doors. Um, before we, we, we end, I would love to get your top principles. I know that you have, I know that's, that's a big question because you have mm-hmm. a podcast, you're really big on this, mm-hmm. but any, any like top principles that you want to like share with my audience that you live by or that's really been relevant in your life recently? Yeah, uh, there's, there's so many. I mean, so I've got the seven figure principles podcast and then there's the YouTube channel, which is the video version of all of those episodes. Uh, and it, but not like uh, just audio with a picture. It's like an actual, like actual valuable video. I would say, Hmm, creating systems and playbooks. That's probably one of the most valuable ones. Uh, one that's timely now is I've got a video on how to work from home. Well, uh, and that's a really good one that people seem to enjoy. And then all the stuff that I have around hiring and talent, um, people love. So I've got my, our A player hiring process, how to create a job scorecard, um, how to recruit. Uh, there's, uh, I've got some videos coming out real soon about leadership. That's the most recent, which is just like, we're at a point, you know, about 30 employees um, full time. Uh, so we're at a point where really developing leaders is really, really important. So I've just got a lot of content coming out on that again, because this is mostly to train my team internally and we're just opening that for everyone else to get benefit from them. So that's, that's the big fo- focus coming up on uh, over the next 90 days or so. That's a form of leverage in itself is to create a playbook and not only totally. does it help internally, but you leverage it to impact a, a lot of other people. Totally. The last question I end uh, my shows with is called the legacy question. And if this is your last day on earth and you're with the people that you love the most and, and you've had experience of just life in general, what are you going to make sure to pass on in that last conversation? You can't give them anything more than just that conversation. What are you going to make sure that you talk about? Hmm. Say, do what you love, help. This is going to say, sound very lame and generic, <laughs> but I guess maybe deathbed advice is, it was just like, okay, maybe someone should listen. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, it, it, do, do what you love, help people, um, and, and, and surround yourself with great people. I mean, I think that's, that's what, that's what I'm all about. That's what we're all about is self-publishing school is waking up, doing what we enjoy, um, helping people through what we're doing. I mean, I believe that business is the greatest existing, uh, vehicle for good. Uh, and then surround yourself with great people. Like if you don't enjoy the people that you're spending time with, find new people to spend time with. So from an employee and team perspective, it's like, that's a hiring role in itself. Is that, if, I can't, if I don't want this person to come to our offsite and to have dinner with the team, yeah. they're not getting hired. Because uh, if I don't enjoy working with you, who cares how good you are? This isn't going to be any fun. And I want, I want people personally and professionally that I can do life with long-term. I think that's, that makes the whole process a whole lot more rewarding. So that's, that's kind of, I think, in a, in a, in a, on a bumper sticker, that would be it live with the urgency that life is short. And uh, I think a lot of things get oh my gosh, clear yeah, with yeah, that. 100%, 100%. Obviously, how can people find you? But I know that we talked a little bit about how they can take action. You can uh, look at the links below. That's super generous of you to share um, all those things. Except I'm also looking forward to the book outline template because uh, that would have been yeah. super, super handy. But is there any way that um, my listeners can better connect with you? 
Yeah, um, I'm on Facebook. I'm kind of old school. That's the only social media I have. You can find me there. Uh, and then uh, you can, yeah, just check out the self-publishing school site or we also own uh, uh, selfpublishing.com. So honestly, if you Google anything about writing and publishing a book, you'll probably land on selfpublishing.com or self-publishing school. Uh, and then you can get our, into our ecosystem that way. Chandler, it means a ton that you would take time out of your day to share this. And um, I really appreciate you, man. Caleb, appreciate you too, man. Love what you're doing. Uh, and I'm excited to learn a whole lot more on the, you build it, you build a big business and then you start making decent money and now you got to figure out how to invest it. So what you do is really important. And I'm going down that rabbit, uh, rabbit trail as we speak. So appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review and share this with the people that you know and love.